tenía que con Rodia. <laughs> True. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to the professional degenerates. To start off with, I want, I challenge every listener to go to the socials, you know what the socials are, and wish our producer a very happy marriage. He's getting married next weekend and he's an essential part to this project of mine. Uh, I love him and you should love him too, William Bailey. Go to my socials and wish him a very happy marriage. He's getting married to a good woman and he's leaving behind more single women for us. So another player is off the board. All right, and now I'm joined. And if you don't wish him uh, a very happy marriage, you have a small penis or a smelly vagina. Um, Either way, go wish him a very happy marriage. And I'm joined by the very, very funny Shaka Comedy. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Man, it is so good to have you on. Yeah, man. uh, It's it's good to be on. It's uh, enjoying being here with you um and congratulations to uh your producer for getting married mm-hmm. i did not have a small dick thank you thank you yeah i didn't assume you did especially after the set you pulled off uh, bloody uh, last thursday man that was such a killer set thanks bro yeah man no it's good fun man you know it's it's all about having fun it's it all is about it is getting there and enjoying yourself and you know I, you guys i mean everyone on there was fantastic so yeah i loved you so too i was you got gonged right i did but you know what yeah. we won't talk about those mcs okay, from cool. sydney yeah. um because i think we all felt a little bit funny about them by the end mm, of the show uh-huh. but um a big cra- um congratulations to bruno uh for winning the gong show it was yeah. well deserved his set was gold as it always is, he's such a funny dude. No, that yeah, was yeah. fine. Very, like, very, very yeah. happy for him. He was, he was honestly amazing. I was and rooting you, for, I was rooting for him, even though I wanted to win. Yeah, I was, but I was like, but you pulled anyway. Yeah. You were in the was, top three, which I, is like, yeah. for the and, and that was your first Gong Show too. Yes, it was. Which is like, I mean, I know you're actually quite an experienced comic yourself, but the Gong Show is so much different from normal open mics and. It's too shows. much pressure, man. It is. Because it's like, you got three minutes. Exactly. So yeah. the fact that you did that well, yeah. your first time at yeah. the gong show, yeah. is amazing. That, that's just a testament to how funny you are. I wish all my girlfriend said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was good for three minutes for the first time. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Listen, darling, I got a good three minutes. I got a good, th- I got yeah, a good yeah, set. Yeah. After that, you can go yeah, me yeah. out. I shouldn't say that to more people. It's like, you only lasted five minutes. It's like, yeah. when you're on stage, five minutes is the longest fucking time oh, ever. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It's like, every time like someone says, no, you know, you got to last like half an hour. Like, mm-hmm. Can you do a plunk for three minutes? Yeah. If you can plunk for three minutes, then yeah. you understand the pain. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the thing as well about it, I find about comedy is whether the set's going well or not so well. Yeah. The When you're up there, it feels like a long time. Mm-hmm. When you come off, it feels like you were on there for 10 seconds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's incredible how that that feels. It's like, it's, it's like you're in a totally different dimension of time. Yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah, you step on stage and uh, even a, a pause for 30 seconds could feel like you paused for yeah. like, Two hours. I know. You know, like, I, know. I mean, even thirty seconds long. A pause of like three seconds. Yeah, could feel like two minutes. Yeah, in that you know, in that and, world. And that world. Yeah. And then you come out of there and you listen to your audio if you've recorded it, and yeah. you go like, "Ah, oh, those yeah, that short pause." But while you were up there, yeah, it didn't feel short. Yeah, it didn't feel short at all. Yeah. It was, it was a great show. It Thank was, you, bud. It was one of the more enjoyable. 
uh, gong shows as far as the performers goes. All right. Again, we, we won't say anything about those MCs. Yeah. We yeah. don't like to badmouth anyone, but uh, yeah, no. I reckon yeah. if if anyone who was at that show was there that night, especially the comics, mm. uh, I think a few of them would agree. Um, yeah. But hey, you can't win them all. Can't win them all. No. Uh, and you take it with the... Uh, you roll with the punches for that one. Precisely. So, mm. next Thursday, there's going to be another gum show. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be a different different judges, different mm-hmm. staff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And in fairness to the MCs, I'll play devil's advocate here. Yeah. They had never seen the gong show before. They had never done the gong show before. Mm. And they had never emceed that room before. Yeah. So, in fairness to them, they're coming from a place of... Total ignorance. It, it was new for 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 uh, well, it was new for me too. So yeah, yeah um, and I'm still trying to grab my head around um, the concept of the show. I think it's a good concept. Uh, it's just uh, how do the MCs interact and how do the audiences interact? Yeah, I mean. At the end of the day, if you're an audience member and you come to that show and you raise your plate, mm. you've got a small dick. Uh, I think so too. I would agree. I would agree. And in fact, I'm going to, uh, because we didn't cheer you on the audience, I'm going to cheer that comment. Thank you. Everyone Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too kind. Everyone would agree with that show. But um, no, it was so good going out with you and James uh, after mm-hmm. the show and uh, going for those $12 cocktails. <laughs> this is the wildest dude I've ever met. First time doing comedy, meeting him and uh, taking me out to such a good cocktail bar. The music uh, yeah. in there was so dope. Cabalitos. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Big shout out to them. Yeah. Like, the cocktails were amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then straight to Connections. Uh, yeah. That was a, a, yep, Connections, a super-duper gay bar. Yeah, super-duper gay bar. Super-duper gay nightclub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have $10 cocktails on Thursday nights. Yes. So that's a... Pr- like, going from a bar that has $12 tequila cocktails to then going to a bar with $10 cocktails, yeah. it's like... Hitting Come the on. jackpot, I'd say, especially for a comedian. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, you kind of save two bucks. So yeah. every five cocktails, yes. you've got another cocktail. Precisely. Like, oh, yeah. The seven's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, the people at Caballitos yeah. know me fairly well. Like, yeah, you know, they, I could but, tell. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. I could tell. Is that... Uh, yeah, and uh, the, you you walked in there with, like VIP, like... I, I feel very welcome there. That's cool. You know, but that... They're very nice people, and yeah. it's a great bar, and uh, yeah. How did you end up knowing about the bar? Like, uh... Well, interesting you should say. So, yeah. I brought a friend to the show one time. Sure. Um, I like bringing a friend because a, a good friend of mine who's, who also tried his hand at stand-up comedy, uh, shout out Tom Barlett. Um, I shouldn't say he's tried his hand at stand-up comedy because he's in a wheelchair, <laughs> so it's not necessarily stand-up for him, but he is funny. <laughs> Um, but he is so funny and, uh, he was saying, it's like the best piece of advice he ever gave me. And I really took it to heart was man, try and deliver it the way you would deliver it to a friend. Yeah. Cause that's like your most genuine delivery. 100%. That's the best delivery you can do. Try, try and deliver it like you're trying to make a friend. Laugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And while it's easy to like, it's kind of like a mindset thing when you don't have a friend in the audience, you have to think there's a friend in the audience, mm. but when you actually have a friend in the audience, it's that little bit easier. You're talking uh, to that friend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I brought this friend to the show one time and then he took me to that bar afterwards and I invite all the 
Like it's become, oh, every uh, time I do the gong show, yeah. I just thinking it's a twelve dollar cocktail. Yeah. You know, I don't uh, have to be up early on a Friday morning because mm. I work mm. at the bar Friday nights. Yeah, and I go down there and I have a great time. I say hi to them and I invite all the other comics come down. Some like yourself come, but yeah. most don't. Um, yeah. So I was very glad to get some company for once. Oh, that's great. Um, but uh, the yeah, and, and, and that's how I discovered it. So now every time I do the gong show, I go down there for at least one drink. So yeah. I figured. Yeah. Shit. You said cocktails and twelve dollars. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. I didn't have to wake up until yeah. I don't know. I stayed in bed the whole of most of the day yesterday, and yeah. then went for a little bit round um, path, just trying to uh, see what path is available. Uh, I love it though. I love it here. <laughs> yeah. It's such a. The last time I was here, I think it was 2018, and uh, this it was dead. Like. Mm. Uh, there's something about Perth that wasn't wasn't connecting, and now I'm seeing people out at ten o'clock in the morning, and bars are open. At, <laughs> I mean, ten ten p.m. at night, and bars are open, and I'm like, this is this has changed so yeah. much, you know. I I think what I I mean, look, I enjoyed the nightlife before, but mm. I knew where to go as yeah. as a native to the city, and yeah. I, I love this town. I think a lot of it. Which is some, saying something being a resident of here, because most people don't think much of the city they live in. But I'm originally mm-hmm. from the country, and I've lived here for about eight years, and I think it's just yeah. such a fun town. And I've been to Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane and the Gold Coast too. They're all fun places, but Perth holds a special place in my heart. And um, the I knew where to go, but I know what you mean. And I think kind of what happened was COVID came, mm-hmm. no one could go out. Yeah. And then I remember it when the nightclubs opened and the bars started opening back up. Yeah. People could not wait to go out. People who were prudes, who, who never yeah. wanted to go out, were yeah. like, they, they were dying to get out of their yeah. homes, you know? And it's just like, people wanted to go out and have fun and experience and interact with people. And guys, you got locked down for four days. Like, yeah. it was like Easter only, you exactly. know? Exactly, yeah. We yeah. got two years. Yeah. You know, we came out proper from prison. Like, yeah. we <laughs> we were dying for everything. Yeah. Like, I, I know during lockdowns, uh, and I was joking with my friend, and I was like... Um, before lockdown, you'd get a lot of people who were choosy. It's like, ooh, you know, on dates, and I wouldn't touch that guy with a 10-foot pole. We yeah. had the first six weeks of lockdown, people were like, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. Yeah. When it got to three months, it's like, I'd touch anything with anything on my body. Like, it was <sighs> it was the hardest. Um, for some people, I'd say it was the hardest. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I loved lockdown. Yeah. I wish we had COVID again. I, I like, look, so cool. I enjoyed it for a period. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I did get tired of it at one point. Yeah, All right. Yeah, like, uh, but, you know, things come and go for a reason. Mm. You know? And uh, I, I'm glad, while there, were de- there was definitely a part of it I enjoyed, I'm so happy it's over. For, for me, like, uh, I liked that we had to reset, you know. Um, yeah. And everything, everyone, all those people who are super busy. Oh my god, I've got a date, I've got a friend, I've got dinner here, I've and got wherever, and they and they had to like, you know, those people who are yes. always busy, always busy. And it's like, really, are you always that? Do busy. you need like you don't even have time to yeah to just chill and relax? Yeah, so exactly. I like that for me because yeah. I, I wasn't that person, mm. but I liked the fact that I could just zen and you know drink and go to bed whenever I wanted, wake up whenever I wanted because I wasn't going anywhere. Mm. But at the same time, gave me that opportunity to kind of relax, reset. Um, 
even look at my life, you know, reset, yeah. reset my, my, my thinking about stuff. Um, yeah, and think about where I want to, things I wanted to do. And mm. now we're out, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm actually happy that, you know, I can travel, I can come to Perth and mm. sit here and, uh, you know, um, I can cough. I can cough in public. I like it's it. It's nice. I like it. It's nice. Yeah. You know? I can cough you, in and, public. And when you have a sniffly nose, you don't have to feel so terrible. Yeah, you don't. You, yeah, yeah. No one's looking at you funny no, anymore. No, yeah. anymore. I mean, yeah. look, I've, I've gotten on public transport the last, a few times recently. Yeah. And I don't do it on purpose, but sometimes I forget my mask. And I still get on public transport without yeah. a mask. And you can see that policy is starting to drop and fade away. Yeah. A lot of people still wear their masks on the public transport, which I don't think is a bad thing. But, uh, you know, maybe you are a, a little bit of a pussy, but uh, I don't think you're a bad But for, for me, I'm so surprised that I'm seeing a lot of people in Perth wearing masks. Because you guys, you went into lockdown. You shut everyone off. You didn't have as many numbers. No. So, uh, I, I just think do it's... Do you feel it's more of a fear factor than... I think it's for a lot of people uh, who... Definitely, I think there's a few different elements involved. Yeah. I feel like the biggest element involved with it is people who get public transport regularly mm-hmm. and work with a job that associates with other people regularly. Okay. They don't like when you work in with a lot of people and you're on public transport a lot. I imagine the thing is like, fuck, I'm not really worried about getting COVID, but mm-hmm. if I give it to someone else, I'll feel like yeah, shit. Yeah. I feel like that is definitely a component of it, which is, I, I respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as fear to oneself, I don't, I don't get a great sense of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't think people. I've had COVID before. Yeah. I felt like shit for about three days, mm-hmm. and then after that, I was fine. Um, they don't tell you which one you get too, so that's, yeah, that's a scary bit. I haven't, I haven't had COVID, so I'm, yeah. I'm really. My fear is there'll be. Omicron Zulu, like they've, Omicron gone, Zulu. they've gone all the way to Z, <laughs> and then I get like Delta. Like, oh fuck, come on! Like everyone's getting Zulu, I'm getting Delta now. Yeah. Like you know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna miss out on the good stuff. But um, yeah, I haven't cut it. I've tried. I've really like I've tried hanging out. I've actually been with my friends when they've had COVID, hanged in their houses. Mm. You know, just spent hours mm. with them. Uh, one of them actually stayed in their house for like a couple of days. Never caught it. Mm. Just, just my blackness refused. Just like, like yeah, fuck it. Fair enough. Yeah, it's like people. I feel like I speak for my audience. Here, yeah. Um, when they say, when I say that you have a very sexy accent, and people are going to be wondering where it's from. Do you care to tell them? Uh, yeah, so I uh, <clears throat> born in Kenya, uh, and then my family moved to the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, so grew up there as well, mm-hmm. uh, and then I moved here eighteen years ago. So uh, you've been Austra- in Australia for eighteen years. I've been in Australia for eighteen years, uh, but out of those eighteen years, I moved away and lived in Canada for four. Oh, and I'm then, so I'd love to go live in Canada. Yeah, so it seems like such a fun country. It is good, man. It's great. Like. Uh, it, essentially, and you see with a lot of Canadians who come to Australia that there is such a good interconnection in terms of people are friendly. Yeah, uh, it's 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 really chill. Yes, but, um, and um, yeah, everyone's just welcoming and 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 
laid back as fuck, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I was allowed to say. No, you uh, can that. say that. Uh, but um, I remember when when I first moved there because my 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 I've got family there as well, and I was going out for a comedy gig and. Uh, I asked my cousins, like, uh, could I just have a spare key because I'll be coming back at about two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, door's going to be open. Yeah. Like, what What do you mean? It's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like, no one locks their doors. In Canada. Really, yeah. yeah. I mean, they do some places, but in general, Look, it's such a safe place. In, in, uh, in, I probably shouldn't be saying this because, but fuck it. Um... At my previous apartment, yeah, I forgot to lock the door all the time. Yeah, literally all the fucking time. Yeah, which was a good thing for me because I would go out. Yeah, and I would forget my keys quite a lot back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm much better at it now, but yeah, I would forget my keys a shit ton of the time. And the only thing that saved me was my door was unlocked. Yeah, and then to get into the building, I was very, very good friends with my next door neighbours. Okay, so I would buzz them at like four a.m. Wow. Out of my tits. Wow. And then I'd be like, yeah, I've lost my keys again. And they're like, yep, all good. They'd buzz me up. I'd get into my room. And then I'd shout them back with like a carton of beer or something. Uh, that's Sorry great. I woke you up at 4 a.m. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, great. Yeah. That's great. I, I, I think the payback, the, the payback is good. The yeah, payback is exactly. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. otherwise people will be like, oh my gosh, waking us up again. And then yeah. if you don't give them anything, yeah. I'd be so pissed. Yeah, look, they knew I was friendly. <laughs> yeah. And the thing was, I took my partying elsewhere. So they never had to deal with noise. Yeah. Uh, and they were always really, really nice. And I put up with the smell of their cats because they, they had... Was this a housemate or just... This was a this was just an apartment neighbor. Apartment neighbor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like when uh, when they had their balcony door open and I had my balcony door open, mm. I occasionally smelled cats. Mm. Which, I don't hate cats, but the smell of cats in my own apartment... I hate cats. Less than inviting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I hate yeah. cats. Yes. As, yeah. Especially the ones you can't eat. Ooh. More of a dog... Uh. <laughs> more of a dog man? I'm more of a dog person, but I'm Same. also not... Um, I'm not of a pet in the house person right i don't mind them like if someone has a pet in their house that's cool that's mm. your house your your domain but uh in your own house in right. your own house i and i don't care like i, I feel pets are australia's uh, you know they're just normal now to have a pet and yeah it, it's people call it oh, they're cheaper than kids yeah. you know so but damn it too some of them are needier than kids these days, you know, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, had, I've had people who oh, my dog's got anxiety. I'm like, fuck, he's a dog, man. Oh, I, see, what are you I talking? see. And I understand. I understand people with pets. They understand, like, all those things. But for me, I'm just like, mm. it's a dog, man. I see pugs and chihuahuas yeah. with jackets on. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's got fucking fur, all right? It's, it's better insulated than us. In Melbourne, they put them in socks and shoes. Oh, no. It's... Yeah. You know, I'm oh. just like... It's ridiculous. I don't mind pets. I, I, I think if you have a pet, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't. I don't understand people who have pets sleeping on their beds. Uh, that for me is a is a no no. Um, mm-hmm. Or people who are really into pets that you become secondary. I got dumped because of a pet of a dog. You know, it's like. Uh, Do we tell? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was saying. Uh, kind of seeing started seeing this girl mm-hmm. and uh she was like oh you know my dog is you know family and he's controls my life and that was a red flag for me it's like alpha 
you know, yeah. pets need an alpha, you know. Yeah, so yeah. when you tell me... I get me, loving your pets, but yeah. letting your pet control your life. Exactly, yeah. right. And then it was like, so we went out one day and this was like on our first or second date and at, we met at four o'clock and at six o'clock. So like, I, I have to go because, you know, my pet is going to miss me and he, he's going to be anxious and stuff. I was like, all right, cool, I forgave that. And then, then I went to visit her at a place and, you know, the dog was just everywhere. It was like, man, control, control your dog, man. Yeah. And yeah, I never heard from her again. She was like, yeah, fuck off. I was like, yeah, I, I get that. I think I speak for you and I think all the listeners will agree with me when I say, fuck that bitch. Shut no, up. for sure, man. Like, I mean, it's good for her, but I feel like uh, uh, I do not... Like, I don't mind pets, but I do not want uh, to have a pet sleeping with me on a bed or someone going like, uh, yeah, uh, the pet controls everything I do. I want to get into some questions about comedy. Let's do that. Now, I've got a warm-up round for you, so I'm trying something a little Mm -hmm. bit different. So I put Mm -hmm. my Not Gonna Lie link up, NGL Mm -hmm. link, to get some questions for you. Sure. I had a weird one, which which is not really a thing. It's just kind of sent me an anonymous message, and it said, you wild for what you did. And that was, I think that was reference to me. And okay. I was just like, that doesn't narrow it down much. Yeah. It's like, that literally could have been anything in the last week that I've done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other three questions were definitely applicable. Okay. And these are just the warm up questions. Sure. Okay. Uh, what did you have for breakfast today? Uh, bread and Coke. Bread and Coke. Yeah. Cocaine. Uh, no, uh, Coca Cola. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I guess. Like I'm in an Airbnb. That was my answer. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I, I'm in an Airbnb, and uh, um, I don't know. I just felt lazy going to buy stuff. So, because I feel like if I buy stuff, then I have to cook and and stuff like that. It's mm. just so I bought a loaf of bread and a Coca Cola. So for the last three days, that's when I wake up, I have a bread. I didn't even buy butter because it would have to be the 500 grams of butter, and I'm not going to use it in four days. So, you so just, just nibbling just, on a loaf of bread? Yeah, and cook a car. I love it. that. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that. Yeah. Jesus. That is so good. That's a uh, humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Humble yeah, beginnings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day I'm going to be like, B-A-G. B- it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Jesus. One day. Uh, I used day. to eat whole grains. Yeah, I used yeah, to yeah, eat yeah. bread and coke. <laughs> Look at us now. <laughs> now Champagne and, and lobster. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck now. Um, this is, I, I'm guessing this is going to be your next question too. What's your favorite food? Uh, I'd say anything I cook. Anything you cook? Anything I cook. I, I cook so well, I, I high five myself. Yes. Like, no, for real. Uh, I love I love I love food and I love food from everywhere else, but I enjoy what I cook. Mm-hmm. I, I guess um, to answer that question just straightforward, it, it would be something Kenyan that I make. Interesting. And, and so it would I've never be, had Kenyan food. Yeah, so it's mm. no, you know, Kenyan culture is very much influenced by Middle Eastern culture, Indian culture, because we did a lot of trade like back in the day. Because Kenya is in Central Africa? So, uh, no, it's in East Africa. East Africa. East Africa. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, we had a lot of uh, Spanish, sorry, Spanish Middle East or Arab influence and Indian influence. Interesting. So, um, yeah, anything Kenyan that right. I cook. Uh, 
Second question, uh, yeah. So we'll, I'd say for myself, if I'm eating out, yeah, Mexican or Indian. If I'm cooking for myself, yeah, steak and green vegetables. Oh, I love I love steak. And if okay. I'm feeling fancy, maybe I'll marinate the steak in some cum. You know. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, barbecue, barbecue steak cum or uh, or fried. Uh, grilled, grilled, grilled. Do, chucking on the barbie. Yeah, ideally. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's got a distinct uh, taste to the salty pineapple. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Get get to four, you know. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, this is now my favorite. One. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is actually they actually put a good question up for mm-hmm. once, and this mm-hmm. is just a warm up round, and this is a good question. What music do you listen to? So I used to DJ. Really? Uh, yeah, so I listen to almost en- everything and anything. I do not do heavy metal. Uh, I don't do, uh, what do you call it? Poof doof, whatever it is, whatever kind of music that's, that is. Uh, like, I like music with rhythm. Right. And I feel like, I was, t- I was saying this to a friend of mine. There's a very big difference when I look. Uh, I've had friends who've said, like, Australian uh, men are not uh, as romantic. Um, and I, I put that to music, you know, yeah. we grew up with a lot of R and B, um, music, love music, wherever. And all those guys would sing about love and relationships mm. and stuff like that. So we got very informed and educated through music as much as music could be like a Hollywood movie. It's not realistic, yeah. but some of the things they say, it's like, damn. I wish I could love a girl like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, in in some of the European countries, you know, you guys are <laughs> <laughs> So there's there's no there's no lyrics in there. Yeah. There's not there's no love in there, you know. Yeah. It's just um uh, but I listen to everything. Reggae, R and B, Afrobeats. Australians, you know, uh, raised on cultures when I see Yeah, you, you you're raised on uh horses. Uh what's that song by We've been riding on a yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, Johnny Farnham. Sucking some dick, my darling. <laughs> uh, yeah. Licking on some balls, yeah. That and Johnny Farnham yeah. and... Uh, did she put up a fight? Uh, Olivia Newton Don. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> Did I tell you that Olivia yeah. Newton John Dragon yeah. No, no, no. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> I feel... I shouldn't say this on the air, but fuck it. Um, what was the joke? I think it was sad Olivia Newton-John died of cancer, eh? Oh, yeah. Cancer cells, they're multiplying. Uh. <laughs> and she needs some chemo. <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, that got a laugh the first time I did it on stage. Mm. It got a laugh the second time I did it on stage, but it was a... Slow laugh. Yeah, a slow laugh. There was a there was a moment of shock, and then they laughed. Yeah, I was like, I wasn't surprised by that at all. I should say, but I was like, I was a little bit petrified by the pause for a second. I was like, oh Jesus, don't let's not there, let there just be a pause. Yeah, and uh, but no, we got to a laugh eventually, and yeah, I remember the first time I did it. I've still got the video recording of it. Yeah, and when I did that, there is an audible gasp in the audience wasn't a massive audience so mm. it makes sense but to, I I treasure that sound just of that you can hear it just yeah. of that woman going <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah like he fucking said what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> did and, you sing the song as well yeah 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 oh cool yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. and I was yeah I was I was quite happy with that reaction anyway that's the warm up question that's cool 
I want to get to your questions, and these are always such interesting questions to uh-huh. ask comedians. Sure. What's, your, what's your Mount Rushmore of comedy? Your own personal Mount Rushmore of comedy. Don't let the common opinion sway you. Racism, man. Racism. Right. No, your favorite comics, not your favorite topic. Oh, of what's comedy. what's my what's what's my Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Um, I'd go old school comedians, right? Okay. Um, and I know people are gonna go like Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. Like I watched them when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and and they were they were funny. Uh, they're still funny. Uh, but I grew up with um. Bunny Mark, the late Bunny Mark. Okay. Um, Steve Harvey. Um, Steve Harvey is still yeah. funny. Yeah, Harvey still, still, funny. St- still amazing, yeah. funny. Um, I w- so I grew up watching Def Jam comedy. Right. I don't know if you ever watched that show. No. So it's it was the funniest, rawest comedy, and all the comedians you know right now in the US. Ha- started from from that show yeah and it was just hilarious the chris tuckers the kevin hearts the mm. dev Chappelle. yeah before anyone who knew who they were yeah they were they were that so um yeah dev Chappelle, um steve harvey uh bunny mark uh currently i'd put trevor Noah in there uh so trevor Noah is the host i know, of the, I know yeah I know trevor Noah. so the reason I, I put Trevor in there is because he has transcended African comedy and made it mainstream, you know, so... I didn't think of it um, from that angle, but now that you say it, yeah, yeah I see what So you're there saying. was no... There was black comedians, mm. but there was no, no African, African comedians yeah. who took comedy to that level. Uh, and so, yeah, he's, he's uh, also my, my Mount Rushmore of comedy. I... I emulate him i want i want to i want to get to the level he's gotten um we all want to get to that level. yeah and you know what's uh lois ogola is another south african as well uh who's also gotten to that level uh so in australia when i got here i think definitely fell in love with carl baron i Can love carl baron uh, I, yeah i wish i had the uh possess of how he views the world yeah. and can make a joke about just every day yeah. every day living it's like things you think about things you do things that piss you off yeah and you do them because you just do them and then he puts them in in in, in words and in a joke and you go like motherfucker hmm. like that's, he is he is brilliant yeah. he is brilliant he's like one of the cornerstones of yeah. uh, australian comedy yeah and the thing is for myself, I love a lot of Australian comedy, mm. but I am, what's the word I'm looking for? Disappointed is not the right word on it. I feel bad for it because there's so much Australian comedy that will never translate to a bigger international audience. Um, not all Australian comedy. Yeah. And But Carl Barron, mm. like... I think he's great. I think that there are definitely Americans and, and, and Englishmen and people from English-speaking countries who would yeah. definitely get Carl Barron's sense yeah. of humour. Yeah. But by and large, you could not take his sense of humour and make him the biggest comedian in America. I disagree. You, you don't think? You, I disagree. Because his style of comedy, and I, I'd say the same uh, for, what's his name? Um the Irish guy, Jim Owen. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I love Gmail. It's it's just every day, and everyone wherever you are in the world, they say things that you do. So, and that's the connection right there. So, yeah. I think Carl Barron. I've actually, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed that he's not decided to just stay, like move to America and just do America because maybe he could kill it. He's yeah. quick thinking. So even if it's not Australian, if he stayed there for a couple of years, he'll yeah. pick up the culture and still do the jokes the way he does the jokes. Look, and it's going to be a household yeah, name. I think if he seriously did it, like yeah. if he went over and attempted to do it, he yeah. could absolutely crack oh, that market. 100%. But um, I, I think he absolutely could. He is yeah. more than clever enough. He's yeah. more than talented enough. Yeah. He's one of the funniest comedians going in Australia. Agreed. I, I think if he tried to... He could easily crack an American market. Oh, he would be or, or brilliant. Or, or he or would. A UK market. Look, right now, who's the biggest comedian in America? Kevin Hart, right? Oh, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle. Since Dave. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Now that you we're. Know, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's like, since Dave Chappelle made his comeback, yeah. I feel like he's probably the biggest thing in comedy. Now. Yeah, but still. Love like, him, or hate him, he's the biggest thing. We're still doing on that level. Yes. So it's Kevin Hart, yes. Dave Chappelle, uh, Bill Barr. Um, you know, um, and and there is a lot of other comedians on that level, but those three you can put them like they're on a league of their own. Yeah, Carl Barron could be there. Oh, look, I put it this way: I, I think he could be. Yeah, I think he could be. And the other thing I would say to that as well is Carl Barron. It, let, let's say. Let's say if you had two stadiums side by side yeah. in any Australian city mm-hmm. with a ten th- with ten thousand people in each in each yeah. right, and Kevin Hart was performing in one and Carl Barron was performing in another. Personally, I think for Carl Barron and uh, no hate to Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. no hate to Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything bad about him, mm-hmm. um, but I think. 20,000 people would stuff into Carl Barron to see Carl Barron. 100%. That's how much he means yeah. to Australians, I think. But th- I, I agree with that. Uh, he'll have a lot of people in his show because he's an Australian icon. My my disappointment, I guess, and it's not my disappointment of him. I don't know. It's just disappointment of I can see him being that successful mm. uh, international, well-loved comedian. Yeah. It's just he's not, you know, and maybe people just do. You, do you suspect some people get to a certain point where they're satisfied? I think <clears throat> since moving to Australia, you have your tall poppy syndrome. You want people to be successful to a certain level, and then you don't want them to be successful anymore. Right? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and it's different with different careers. Like when you get. Um, actors, you're like, yeah, cool. Actors, be the greatest in the world. Because again, movies are not just centralized in Australia. Mm. When people do movies, it's like all over the globe. Mm. So people are, are accepting of that. You know, yes. Chris Chris Hemsworth is going to be wherever. Yes. Comedy is very original. You know, comedy is very... If I went to America right now, I would have to sit back, study... Uh, yeah. And then figure out. You couldn't what, just crack an audience. Y- yeah, right away. yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I try and write my jokes as much as I can to be very universal. universal yes. But at the same time, yeah, I need to get the culture and refer uh, culture references for them to go like, "Ah, oh, cool, he gets us." Yes. Um, 
And so you have the people who miss out uh, are everyone else, you know, even sports people. You want them to be great, but I don't want you to be too great, you know. So the I remember one time, uh, what's his name, Guy Sebastian mm-hmm. uh, did a song with uh, Eve E, the rapper, the American rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a great song. It was an awesome song. But Guy Sebastian as well has not hit the US market like yeah. he should. He's a great musician. I love it. You know I what I mean? Good. But if that song played in Kenya, people would go like, oh, that song by EVE and that guy. Yeah. Not Guy Sebastian as a name of its own yeah. with EVE. It's going to be EVE and that guy because... If he is like considered I, I super wonder, international stuff, I wonder why that has changed. Well, I want I wonder why that is, and I feel like it's something to do with it more than he's just Australian, um, because there's I, I don't think uh, I can't think of many Australian musicians who have made a big international impact yet. Yeah. I think we're coming up to a I actually think looking at comedy, I haven't been involved in it that long. So I'm speaking from a position of mostly ignorance, mm. but I look at it and I think, man, I think there is, as far as music and as stand-up comedy goes, I feel like you're about to get a new wave of generational stars come out of Australia. I feel like it, in the next five to 10 years, possibly, you're, yeah. going to, you're going to see it. Yeah, possibly, um, possibly. Uh, the thing is, I, I feel... Um, the the thing that stops that is a lot of people don't are scared of making that move um yeah. and and you have to be i feel sometimes you have to go away from australia to make it great in australia if that makes sense you know it does a bit so if you went like if chris hemsworth stayed doing neighbors and never went to the us he would ne- never yeah. be where he is. Yeah. So you have to take a risk. Take that risk. Yeah, go yeah, there. Yeah. Go fail or make it, yeah. and then you you kind of get that respect. Well, here. And I that think that should be the same with comedy. I agree. And good example. I mean, when you're saying uh, a lot of musicians' music doesn't. I mean, Kid Sweat is awesomely big in the US. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, not Kid Sweat. Uh, Keith uh, Urban. Keith Urban. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's amazing loved in the US for what he he does and stuff like that but again if you look at his lifestyle he's lived there for also a very very long time I think he may I think he may have lived there as a kid or maybe have been born there and either moved to New Zealand or Australia Mm. yeah yeah there's there's something else going on there yeah but I I, I get what you you mean he's chosen to be there to make it. Yeah. And so now when he comes here, he's accepted as, you know, but he's accepted there as well. So I think there has to be that sacrifice of leaving uh, uh, the Australian shows to, to find that success right. as much as that as qu- hard that could be. A quick touch on Keith Urban. Yeah. Right? Keith Urban, I love your music, man, but fuck you for cancelling your concert in Australia last year. I bought tickets to take my mum and my sisters to that gig and then he cancelled and I bought good tickets. Okay. This was back in a time when I had a job where I could afford things like Mm, this. mm. Um, And 
I bought these tickets to see Keith Urban and he had to postpone because of COVID. <sighs> Keith, well, you, you don't worry about COVID, so no, that's different. Yeah. Mate, you, the things I put through my body, yeah. COVID is the last thing yeah. I'm worried about. Has he has he re-scheduled like, that show? Or? No, no. <laughs> so he just got refunds straight? I just got refunds. Oh, yeah, I did get refunds in fairness. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I am even more looking forward to... Uh, taking my mum and my sister and my dad to Andre Bocelli on November the 5th. Oh, that's so I'm looking forward to that. That's great. Back to a comedy question. Yeah. So we've touched on your favourite comedian, Steve yep. Harvey, good choice. Um, I, I would definitely put him in like one of the highest echelons of comedy. Mm-hmm. It's not my personal Mount Rushmore comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do love- Who are yours? Mine? Uh, before you ask me your question, what, Ooh, what are yours? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I would, I would have to say- in no particular order, because yeah. I love them all for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I would have to say Richard Pryor, okay. Dave Chappelle, yeah. Norm MacDonald, mm-hmm. and Billy Connolly. Okay. Just my personal four. And I think they're amazing all for different reasons. Okay. they Yeah, I, I think- They'll speak to you. Yeah. B- Billy Connolly was, I think, kind of a turning point in comedy. Mm. I think he was the first working class comedian who came on- and did clever, clean comedy mm. that wasn't attacking anyone, yeah. that wasn't vulgar or anything like that. Yeah. And while I have nothing against those branches of humor, mm. I feel like for that turning point in comedy to do it as well as he did it is, yeah. and be the biggest, as big a star as he was for doing yeah. it, yeah. I think is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he just came on and he did something different that you'd never seen from a working class sort of comic before. Yeah. And then Dave Chappelle, I think he's, I, just, I, I simply think he, I admire him for, obviously he's funny, but I admire him for his willingness to take a risk on a joke. 100%. He's so willing to go for it. He's, uh, and, he, and he's always been like that. I love Chappelle because he does speak the truth for comedians. Yes. We are put here to push that envelope. Yes. As long as we're not, and okay, it might sound mean to some people, mm-hmm. but- the other thing, it's our opinion. Yes. You know, it's it's just what I think, what I feel. Uh, and I'm trying to see the funny side of it. And mm. yes, humor might not transcend for everyone. And yeah. you may not get the joke. It may offend you or anything like that. But it, it's just that. It's my opinion. I'm just doing a piece. It's comedy. I'm here to make people yeah. laugh. Right? Uh, and... The second part of that is also to start the conversation. Of course. You know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah, say yeah. this, oh, why did he say that? Why, why, you know, it felt bad to me, but what was his reasons behind it? Yes. And once you start finding the why someone did something, mm. you can kind of take it easy instead of what we have nowadays, which is a lot of the cancel culture. Yeah. Or he say that we, we, we're going to cancel him off. I like him because... He does that. He pushes that boundaries. And I wish uh, as comedians, as much as we we are nowhere in his spectrum, yeah. um, I think we need to take that lesson to, to keep pushing boundaries, make those conversations happen, uh, not get scared of, well, of, of, I, of being cancelled because... I would agree with all, with all of that, yeah. with what you're saying. And I, I, that's why I admire Dave Chappelle so much because mm. he's so willing to take a risk. Mm. I do think the thing with cancel culture is it, it does exist. I don't think it's as prevalent as what people say. Definitely mm. exists though. And it definitely is powerful. Yeah. Um, but 
and, and I don't like it and I don't agree with it. Mm. Um, take, for example, recently in the news, I, I gather you know who Andrew Tate is. Yeah. Hot take. Um, I don't particularly give a shit about Andrew Tate. Yeah. I don't particularly agree with anything he says. Mm. I think find him comedically very, very funny. Yeah. Like all the shit he says, very, very funny. Mm. Don't agree with any of it. Yeah. Um, other than his workout basis of like- a, a, a healthy body is a healthy mind. Yeah. That's pretty much the only thing I'll agree with. Um, but other than that, I find most of what he says disagreeable. Yeah. But he was recently cancelled off pretty much every major platform. Yeah. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, which I don't agree with. I, I think if we value free speech to any degree, yeah, we have to allow everyone from every aisle the ability to talk. Yeah. Even if we disagree with what they say. 100%. So that's that's why I don't like the fact that he was cancelled. Um, yeah. I think I think what I disagree with with the culture overall is people not wanting to disagree. Yes. You know, yes. or I don't like it, so mm. no one should like it. Yes. Uh, rather than... And, and you see it in every aspect of life. You put a post up, on, on Facebook, mm-hmm. someone doesn't like it, they make a mean comment about it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't have to. You can move on. Like, well, I've read this. I, I think I don't like it. Move on. Mm. Or, you know, leave a comment, yes, but and say your reasons for not liking it. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like people just... I don't I don't, I don't even know how, what's a better way of putting it than... Um, Everyone wants to be involved in other people's lives and at the same time um, not wanting people to disagree with their own opinions and, yes. and stuff like that. And, and yeah, it's... I would agree. Yeah. I'll, I'll say one last thing on the... As far as comedy and speech go and cancel culture. Um, and then I'll get back to... I want to do justice yeah. to Richard Pryor and Norm sure. MacDonald. But yeah. as far as cancel culture goes... I think, particularly when it comes to comedy, I can't say politically or socially, I'm, I'm probably, I haven't thought about it enough to give an answer on that. Mm. But as far as comedy goes, I think if you laugh, you don't need to think about it. this. And I'm exempt because I'm a comedian mm. um, or I'm trying to be. I, by, I feel mm. like duty should not be offended at what any comedian says on stage. Mm. I might disagree with it. Mm. I might not find it funny, but I'll never say anything bad about them uh, uh, publicly or otherwise. Yeah. Um, uh, But if anyone in the audience is offended and if you're listening to this, I feel like the most important thing you can do for yourself as an audience member is if you're offended, take a second to think, right, who was he attacking with that comment? Because I say a lot of obscene shit on stage. Ask yourself, who am I really attacking? Like, am I really attacking or am, or am I just observing funny things about people? Mm. The observation could be a subtle observation. The observation could be a general observation. Um, but it's not attacking anyone. Yeah. And yeah, if you observe something funny about someone and you vocalize it, it's not the same as attacking them. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like, you know, the audience does have a right to be offended. We take that risk when we do comedy, you mm-hmm. know, and but I don't think any comedian should get cancelled for it. Mm. And that's 
I'm not going to try and tell, I'm not going to say to the audience, oh, find me fucking funny or you've got a small dick. You do have a small dick anyway, but uh, <laughs> um, that's what I would say. It's like, ask yourself, who am I attacking before you try and, you know, shit all over me? Yeah. Um, and then go from there. Mm. Quickly back to the comedians. Sure. Norm MacDonald. Yeah. I feel like Norm MacDonald is in that branch of greatness for me personally because he is the comedian's comedian. Mm. He does things that are so wonderfully bizarre that in some cases it, it, it's it's just his delivery. And then I feel like that we all try and not give too much of a shit about the audience. And I feel like that's it's probably so essential for being a comedian. Mm. But then there's some guys who just eclipse all expectation when not caring about the audience. Yeah. Norm MacDonald's total disregard for the audience is legendary. Oh, I, wow. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Richard Pryor, I think he's a little bit like Billy Connolly insofar as that when he came onto the scene, he was joking about things, not necessarily offensive things. People put him in that category of offensive. I don't find him offensive at all, but he was joking about things that no one had ever joked about before. Yeah. Yeah. And it was he was doing funny observations and funny uh, bits that... It, it, it was really a new branch for him. Yeah. And, and and the fact that he... And, and when you think about black comedians as well, yeah. he was he was the first. Yeah. Like, he was the he was the prototype. You know, every everything came... After, when it comes to black culture comedy, yeah. everything came after Richard Pryor. Yeah. You know, Eddie Murphy, uh, Dave Chappelle, Kevin yeah. Hart. Yeah. Um, and Hannibal, still model. Yeah, exactly. That. Exactly. Yeah. Hannibal Burris. Who was the... Oh, I feel horrible for forgetting his name. He died of diabetes. Uh, Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill, yeah. who I I feel really bad for forgetting his name because yeah. I'm such a fan of his. Yeah. Um, yeah, Trevor Noah, as yeah. you say. Yeah. Um, like, he was that prototype and he, he was just so fucking funny yeah. and original. And I think even when people put him in that uh, aspect of um, offensive comedian... People always forget that at that time, it wasn't that. You know what I mean? Yeah. At the time he was doing it, no one was thinking of it as offensive. No, we think it's of it offensive now, in our day. Now, yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So now if we go 30 years into the future, yeah. you know, people would look at our jokes and they could either decide like, those guys are so soft. You know, why, why, was, why was everyone just tippy-toeing? So yeah, 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 yeah. You know, why didn't they just say what they mean? But again, that's our time because mm. then at their time, they might want those offensive jokes mm. or they might even have gone tamer than us. So you have to take um, all those things in that moment. Yes. You can't just listen to a joke now that was done 10 years ago and be like, I'm so offended. 10 years ago... Guys, 10 years ago, I'm not offended. Why are you offended now? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to take that period in time and be, how were people in that time? Uh, and then move on from there. So yeah. you, you, got, you get a lot of people who um, um, can't remember. I think Chris Pratt at one point did a hand in stand-up. Uh, and I'm sorry, Chris Pratt, if this kills your career. But there was a time, like I'd say maybe five, six years ago, 
when people were like, oh my God, he said jokes that were homophobic or whatever. Yeah. But when he say them, it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't know better at that point. They were just doing whatever they were doing. Yeah, there were people who were hurting uh, because they didn't have those rights and, you know, they didn't have that respect and whatever. But again, it was just an era uh, that, that they were in that they did that. And if now, say, if he did it tomorrow, uh. then we can say, okay, cool, you're, you're a prick. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a prick. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, and so. that's that, that comes back to the whole cancel culture thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know. but I, I do feel like, and to, to for the audience, tell them how old you are, because there's a slight generational gap between us that I'm going to discuss about comedy now. Yeah, I'm I'm 45. Yeah, 45, yeah, yeah. aging beautifully. Uh, thank you, black dog crack. I'm fucking fading. I'm rusting. It's in the jeans, man. It's in the jeans. Yeah, like, but, uh, um, these are reverse jeans. Mm, they do well. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, the shirt. Jeez, that shirt is so good. Thanks, man. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, appreciate it. I'm going to get a photo and then people can see it afterwards. Yeah, but um, sure. the the thing I find about um, cancel culture and, and, and things like that is, do you notice, I, I feel like I notice this in my own generation, mm-hmm. you know, the Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Um, people say it's the most softest politically correct generation. I disagree. I feel like we are coming into a generation where there is a void to be filled for a new, I want to say, era of comedy that does not mind in taking a jab, taking a poking fun of someone, provided certain criteria are met, obviously. But I I feel like there's a void as far as comedy for for a younger generation for a, a younger comic to come up and do like a, a Gen Z's own edgy comedian. Now, there's a few comedians that appeal to Gen Z quite mm. a lot, but mm. I wouldn't call them edgy or offensive. Yeah. Bo Burnham comes to mind. Um, Nick Mullen, who hasn't blown up yet. I, he, he's definitely got a following and he's definitely a successful commercially in his own right but yeah. i'd hardly say he's blown up yet and i i think he's i think he's probably one of the most promising comedians mm. like out there I, I think he will be a household name at some point yeah i could be wrong because he says so much obscene shit maybe cancel culture will push him down but i also think he's one of those comedians who truly does not care yeah um you know, he has his audience. He has his following. He, he'll never need anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, if he gets more, congratulations. But yeah, I, I truly feel like there's a there's a void to be filled as far as the next big edgy comedian to come up and uh, fill a void and making observations that other comedians would just not make, um, especially about our own generation. Like yeah. most of the jokes I write. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly feel like I write for my generation of comedy. Yeah. I feel like other people from other generations, older generations can certainly get them, certainly yeah. appreciate them, certainly laugh at them. Yeah. But I definitely write most of my comedy for my generation. Yeah. And how do you find that like go would you say that there there is that void for like a edgy comedian? And how would you say like do you write your jokes for your generation because I'm saying to someone younger than mm. you, I definitely find you funny and I feel like Young, like people of my generation will definitely yeah. find you funny. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Like like I said before, I try and have very general jokes, but not general enough to just be like a man joke, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I still want to put something in it. Um, in terms of your, your Gen Z, I, I think I'm Gen Y or mm-hmm. X, whatever. I, I don't know. I never, I actually never cared. I just... You shouldn't. Gl- you shouldn't in life. fairness, yeah. Uh, so... Um, I feel when I write my jokes, I look at myself from uh, the perspective of how I grew up. And now that I have kids, and I also look at how I'm raising them up or how their mom's raising them up. I'm not with them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Or or how they're being, how we're raising them up. Yeah. I find like there the is that void, but the void is is not necessarily a generational gap uh, void. It's more of a truth void mm. where people can just say what they feel. Now, your generation, what what you're saying, like you feel they're more um, ready for for that void to be filled, and yeah, for for. My generation, or when I look at you, I mean, it's a 10-year gap, I think. Uh, when 20 I, years. 20-year gap, yeah. yeah. When I look at it is I find your, your generation wants to be uh, em- empowered, wants to be, yeah, we, 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 we understand how things happened before and we don't want them to happen like this. Yeah. And so you want... Uh, your comedy to be a certain type. It can be offensive, it can be whatever, but you want it to be in a certain type of way. Yeah. You know, I want to be offended in a particular way. Yeah. While in my generation is, we just wouldn't, we didn't even consider it offense, right? Yeah, so I, I it, see how you, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up, if I did something, my dad would be like, you're stupid. Yeah, yeah. He didn't mean it in a bad way. He just meant no. whatever you did right now no, no, is stupid. I, I, I see. Right? Yeah. Well, if I tell that to my child, I have to pay for therapy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's he's, he's traumatized for the rest of his life. Like, yeah. oh, my dad called me stupid and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, I feel that there is that uh, disconnect about um, when, when people just say... Um, what they mean to say. So our generation just said stuff, yeah. you know, uh, and I feel the, the big difference as well that we, we get along with that is because in this culture, we've got a lot of technology mm-hmm. uh, and messages are kept passed uh, very quickly. But at the same time, those messages might not be the full picture of the message. Taken right? out of context. Yes, because yes. people usually watch... Like, even when Dave Chappelle was getting flack about his last show, The Closer, yeah, you know, a lot of people are just like, he said this, but they never listen to the whole joke from beginning to end and see the build-up of it and be like, okay, cool, I can see where he's going with this story and his punchline now makes sense. People yeah. just go like, oh, he said this in the middle here. Uh, listen to that joke from... Zero thirteen seconds to zero twenty six seconds, very offensive. Yeah. But what was said after that? What was said before that? You know. I feel like that so, is the the really sad part of the TikTok and Instagram algorithm. Hmm. They give because what what goes viral 
is is the the, 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 yeah, the, the yeah yeah the 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 crux of the situation mm. like the, the bare bones of it mm. and when you strip everything of all context and that is the most viral thing about what they said or did yeah but you don't take into context everything else yeah you you do the, a situation injustice exactly but and and but that is all of what Instagram and TikTok is about, like focusing on the most relevant point with no other context either side. And that's because as well, like uh, I think uh, psychology says now people have that concentration of uh, 15, 20 seconds or whatever. So yeah. that's, that's all they want to see. Um, and so because of that, we, we're missing out on, um, you know, looking at the whole situation and a good analogy that I have is uh, previously before technology we had five idiots in a village all right mm -hmm. and those five idiots in a village were idiots in the village yes and they could not spread that yeah. idiocy yes to anyone else but with the power of the internet yeah with mm. power of the internet all village idiots come together and now they're they're a strong force they are. You know what they I mean? They rule the world. Yeah. Mm. But before that, they would walk into a bar that says something mm. stupid. Someone would be like, that's stupid. Shut mm -hmm. up. Have a beer. Yeah, Keep yeah, quiet. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? They did not spread that and make whatever they want to believe as a gospel truth. Yeah. But now everyone's together and they can, you know, two seconds and someone else is going to pick it up. Someone else is going to pick it up. They're going to spread it. Then all of a sudden, everyone's looking at it. And even when I click on it, mm. I look at it and go like, oh my God, what did he say? Mm. But if you don't have that um, uh, capacity to be like, okay, cool, I want to go back and see what was said before that and I want to see what was said after that before I make up my mind, mm. you, you could easily get caught up in that wave of... This is why I think, um, and I see exactly what you're saying, but this is why I think living in the free, living in any free society, mm. living in any free society that has any true standard of freedom, it's a double-edged sword mm. because if we are to live in a truly free society, and it's the double-edged sword I accept yeah. happily, yeah. Um, but it is there of yeah. like, if we want to have freedom of speech, we need to let the idiot speak too. Hundred percent. We don't need to listen to them, but yeah. we have to let them speak. I would, you know? I would, I would top on that. On, on that, as, uh, I, I would like support what you just said. Uh, freedom of speech does not mean you don't have. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you you don't have. Uh, you can't answer to what you said. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You you have the freedom of speech, yeah. and someone else has the freedom to question. Yes, of course. And they can they can come to you yes. and say, I did not agree with that. But that's their freedom of speech as well. Yes, exactly. Uh, the, I think... Uh, um, it's also part of freedom of speech to not listen either. Yeah. 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 It's like people can choose not to react to something. Yeah. You know? They can. Mm. But if, if I have a right to say it, then I have a right to be questioned about it. I have a right for someone to get offended about it uh, and stuff like that. I, I just feel like we should also come to go like, you know what, I didn't like what you said and you can say whatever you want to say about mm. me, but then agree to disagree. Like, that's my opinion and you're disagreeing with me is your opinion and that's fine. Yeah. 
let's move on. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll never agree to, we'll never agree, but we can agree to be like, all right, cool, that's what he said. Yeah. I don't like it. It offended me or something, but that's him and I'll move on with my life. Well, look, if, if you're going through life trying to find friends that mm. agree with you on everything, yeah. you're looking for cult followers, not yeah, friends. Yeah. You know? I agree. You know, you, I, most of the people I consider to be good friends, mm. I don't agree with on everything. Yeah. I agree with them on quite a few things, sure, but I don't mm. agree with them on everything. Yeah. They're still some of my best friends in the world. Yeah. You know, and that's that because that's kind of what, yeah, friendship surpasses agreement. And you, know? and you find the things that trigger you both. Yes. And, and you agree to disagree, not to discuss those things. Exactly. My best friend was Muslim. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, cool. Let's not talk religion. Yeah. I will enjoy the rest of the life doing all other things. When it comes to that, we never agree. So yeah, yeah. why do we need to argue or fight about it? It, does, it doesn't make sense to me, you mm. know? I know you as a person. I, I love you as a person. Yes. I, you know, I, I would die for you, yes. you know, as a person. But we just don't agree on religious aspects because Christians, we grow up in a different way. Islam, people grew up in a different way. Having said that, my mom was Muslim, so I grew up with both cultures. Really? You know, so I'm just like, I understand where you're coming from, yeah. but I was also raised... As a Christian. As a Christian, so I see things from both aspects. We will never agree on stuff. I so, wish I could pick your mind about that. You know, so, I have yeah. a bajillion questions about that. And we actually still have a bit of time, so I am going to pick on it. Right, okay. Real quick, yeah. quick shout out. Sure. How good is this scotch? This is amazing. Uh, hang on. If Dimples ever listens to this, you should sponsor this podcast. Uh, we are doing the 18-year uh, year Dimples, and it's uh, perfectly smooth scotch. That's, it is that's amazing. so good. That's so good. Thank you very much for having no, me. No, you're very welcome, man. And this yeah. is... Listen, Dimple, if you ever listen to this, and I know you are, um, I will agree... To never drink any other kind of whiskey again in my life if you sponsor this podcast. I think you should sponsor this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Um, and a quick shout out because I received this as a birthday gift. A quick shout out to Corey House for this wonderful birthday gift, man. I'm saving some of this bottle for you next time we catch up, which I'm going to drag you up to Perth and take you on a night out and we'll have a few for the prees. Because it's, no, it's just, I love a smoky Mm. Like, like I love a smoky, harsh whiskey occasionally, yeah. but a smooth whiskey is good too. And the dim- dimple is just, it's one of the smoothest whiskeys you can get. I should come to Melbourne. I, I'll, 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 get, I'll show you my collection. Uh, you, you're a whiskey man yourself. I'm a whiskey man. <sighs> single malts. Like, this is blended, but mm-hmm. I do single malts. I love uh, a single malt. Yeah. But, uh, I love a triple distilled like a, a nice bottle of Irish whiskey is good. Yeah, Jap- yeah. Japan does a lot of good Japan stuff lately. Japan does good, yeah. Mm. I can't beat Scotland still. Just to- it's pretty hard to win. It's pretty hard yeah. to beat them. But they do. Mm. They do. Uh, Japan Japan mm. has, has some very good mm. uh, whiskeys as well. And then credit to... Now, I know there's a lot of cheap shit going on there as well. But there is a lot of good bourbons coming out of the US these days. There's a lot of cheap shit mm. too, which, you know, you'd only mix... You'd only have with Coke. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of good bourbons, I feel, and a lot of good ryes coming out of Canada and a lot of good bourbons coming out of the US. Never been a bourbon man myself. I, 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 I have to say, I prefer a scotch or a triple distilled. Yeah. Japan is great, yeah. but I'm warming to bourbon. Okay. It, is, it is becoming like 
a nice bottle of wild turkey is is quite nice. The Matthew McConaughey one? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. The Matthew McConaughey one. Because... Uh, That's not a paid sponsor. I'm not getting paid to say that. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, yeah. But I, I feel like for me, uh, American whiskey is just, uh, yeah, overrated. I think it's just American. He's America! Yeah. I'm just, yeah, fuck off. I, I do think definitely Americans think a bit too much of it, but I am warming yeah. to a few bottles. Okay. But for me, still... Top of the food chain is Scotch and Irish. Yeah. And special shout out to Japanese. Yeah. They 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 100%. definitely got some good shit out they there. They do. They do. Even the jeans are coming out. Oh, Roku? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Just no. bought myself a, a good bottle of I have Roku a bottle, I have a bottle on my shelf. Yeah. I have a bottle so, on my shelf. Yeah. I have it with some tonic. Maybe we should maybe we should have some Switch it out. Yeah, I'm good. The problem is I ain't got no fucking ice in my freezer. Uh, we'll just drink it the way it is. Okay. We'll pretend we're in England. <laughs> we'll never put ice in anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, real quick though, how did that... I'm interested to know, because being a fellow comedian, yeah. and I can't say I'm at the same league as you yet, although one day I plan I'm, to be. I'm not in that league, but um, okay. Listen, I, you are, you're traveling, you're doing paid gigs, you're hosting, and you're killing gong shows. You are That's certainly right. a league above me, Appreciate many it. leagues above me, and, and I'd... I, I loved your set the other Appreciate night. Appreciate it, thanks, man. And um, it it was it was righteously one of the pole sets. Yeah, it was right rightfully one of the top three sets. Thank you, man. And um and you were competing against two other really good comics. Yeah, Bruno and Andrew. Like yeah, yeah Bruno and Wolfie. Like yeah. Fucking, you, Right, it's a it's a it's a noble echelon to be standing beside, mm, you know. Mm. Um, so very very well done to you. Thanks. And um, but I'm curious to know how did being born in Kenya, yeah. moving to the UK, yeah. uh, having a Christian father and a Muslim mother, yeah. living in Canada for a period of time, and then living in Australia, mm. I feel like that is a recipe for a whole lot of influence on your comedy. Mm. It is. It is. Um, I have to say, in Kenya, uh, I have to say, I never thought I'd be a comedian. I have to say that. Uh, I never, you know, some people grow up knowing that they're going to be comedians. Uh, in high school, they actually used to call me boring. Uh, <laughs> like, really, that's just... Uh, and now, you got, now yeah. you're having $12 ki- cocktails, cocktails and going to gay bars right? and, and killing uh, audiences. And killing audiences. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I was considered boring in school. My mm. My... Um, my parents never thought of, of, you know, either. Like, I remember distinctively my sister and brother came to Australia to visit me and I had a show in Sydney and my sister sat next to the door and she said, I sat here because if you are not funny, I was going to leave. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. She was like, but she stayed the whole show. She was like, you're actually funny. Uh. But she was ready to do it now yeah. and, and leave. So um, all those things have had an influence in in the style of comedy I do now and yes. the style of comedy I'm trying to get. Yeah. Uh, when I talk about looking at someone like Trevor Noah and, and seeing how he has transcended comedy to make it uh, wild... Uh, you know, a global thing. Uh, it's more about the thought process of mm. what I find normal mm. to say on stage. Yes. And when, you know, 
when I talk that I'm not there yet, because I'm still feeling like I'm trying to find my voice to talk about my life in a way that I can see it funny. And and that's the hard thing. It's taken me 10 years to, you know, like even put kids into my comedy. Mm. You know, uh, it's taken me 10 years to... Uh, I'm still figuring out how I'm going to put my ex in my comedy. I mean, not that she did anything extraordinary for me to put in, but it's your life stories and opening yourself up to to those observations that people go like, oh, okay, cool, I get that. Yeah. Because, um, and I was talking to someone yesterday, their jokes, if I did for a specific Kenyan crowd, mm-hmm. I would not have to explain. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I would talk about, oh, you remember the day you went to school and you didn't do your homework? And I know 90% went through the same experience. So yeah. it's already funny because yeah, yeah. They, Everyone's go back, warmed up. they go back to that aspect. like, yeah, remember, okay, so what is he going to say about that? Yes. And then when you say it, it's funny. But when I try and put that in uh, an Australian culture, in a Western culture kind of comedy thing, is then... Oh, do they get the meaning, right? Uh, right? And so even when I was in Canada, I was doing comedy in Canada, which is very different because in Canada, the racism is not as big or as much as it is in Australia. So in Australia, I'd say something racist, people would laugh because I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's Australian. Yeah. In Canada, they have racism, but at the same time, they... Much more sensitive uh, about it? They have the black people who've been there and are doing shit yeah. and they're not, it's not a marginalized community. So you can't just go like, oh, white people. It's like, yeah, uh, dude, come on. Everyone's married to a white woman, a black yeah. woman, whatever. So it doesn't make, so then I had to find my voice yeah. in that, uh, in that environment. And, and I feel that's what, um, the influences of my life, I'm still trying to figure out how I can bring them into comedy. But yeah, they're interesting. Like, cause I, I see things, uh, like right now when I talk about, when I do jokes about my kids, then I put them from a Kenyan perspective to an Australian perspective to, you know, this is how I raise my kid. But hang on, if I was in Kenya, this would be a different scenario. So there is that little bit start sipping out but mm. yeah those things did shape my life for for a very long time and this they still do uh and um yeah i'm i'm, mm. I'm finding i'm finding my voice I'm before my voice. we wrap up yeah because we are running out of time sure but i do want to make a comment on one thing you said which is about racism in australia and when racism in canada mm. one thing i do feel like australia has and many other i can't i, I don't know what the stand-up is like in foreign speaking countries. Mm. But as far as the English speaking countries go and their appreciation for stand up, I really feel like there is a, um, a, uh, how to say, um, in Australia, we have one advantage when it comes to humor involving race. Mm-hmm. And that is, is that we, we are very good. And it's not even an effort thing. It's just a subconscious thing we have. Mm-hmm. We are very good about distincting observation yeah. from attacking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Australians most of the time don't like a joke about um, attacking someone. Mm. You know, I, I truly feel like most of the Australians I know, we don't like when you make a joke that's attacking someone. yeah. yeah. 
But if we make a joke that's observing something funny, yeah. that could be involved with race, sexuality, gender. Yeah, 100%. I feel like Australians have an advantage there because we are much more willing to uh, distinct between attacking and observing, and I there agree. is a and there is a distinction. I agree, and a, a, it's a distinct distinction. For for me, I don't feel like the line is blurred. Other people may disagree, mm. but I feel like the the distinction between uh, attacking and observation is night and day. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, and I think even as a comedian, if you attack someone, you know you're doing it. Yes, and if you're making an observation, you know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I agree with that. I feel um, Australians are very observational creatures. They, uh, oh, I call them creatures, uh, and they also they, we're they, filthy animals. They so. also take they, they do take a look at themselves um, uh, and go like, "Oh, cool, yeah, we actually do that, or, yes. we, or we don't do that." Yes, uh, and and that makes a makes a big difference to. Um, comedians i guess it makes it easier for uh us to write jokes and mm. and be more observant and uh at the same time respect mm. you know uh the people we're making fun of like if you're yeah if you're punching down you know you're punching down yes but if you're doing an observation where it's got a shock value but at the same time people go like yeah actually i can see that yeah you know the people are just like yeah okay cool mm-hmm. go on yeah. But that's probably why it's difficult to break the American market because Americans are not open to that no, no, uh, observational are, sense yeah, of humor. They're, they're very black and white. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I've loved this conversation, but unfortunately I have an hour and a half cap limit these days. <laughs> I want to extend it, but we have to get we have to get more money for the podcast before we do that. Uh, Costs involved. It's fucking shit. Um, thanks for having me, man. No, this man, you've been, been awesome to have on. This episode will be released on Tuesday. Is sure. there anything after Tuesday you want to promote? Any shows, any mics? I'm coming back to Perth. So I'm going back to uh, Melbourne tomorrow, but I'm coming back to Perth again Thursday to Friday to Saturday. Uh, I'm, I'll still be at the lounge. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, so I might be hosting. I might be... What nights? Uh, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Fuck yes. So Fuck I'll be yes. here again. Uh, otherwise, apart from that, uh, I really do love to connect with the Path audience. What I want to do is come and do my special here. Um, so I want to do a one-hour special. I need to, you know, I'll talk to you because what I need is a good uh, kind of people who are on the ground who we can get a room and... Um, you know, get get a venue and and be able to promote the show because I'm in Melbourne, but I want to shoot my one hour special here. Uh, so um, yeah, that's uh, that's exciting, man. That's uh, keep keep an eye out on that. We, we we will do it. I don't know when we're gonna do it, but hopefully before the end of this year. I look forward to it because I saw you set and that was only three minutes, so I can't wait to see what you can do in an hour. Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, promote your socials so people can keep up to date with So, uh, if you if you want to follow me, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, it's Shaka Comedy. I will spell that for you. It's T-S-H-A-K-A, the T silent. Uh, Shaka Comedy. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. I don't use Twitter, so don't follow that. It's uh, yeah, but Instagram and and, and Facebook, I'm, I'm on there all the time. Awesome. Yeah. Nah. Well, 
I will quickly plug something. Guys, I am really, really uh, excited to announce that the Professional Degenerates, Profeshi Anal Degenerates brand is growing, okay? The logo is coming out soon and we are opening our first open mic show. It could become a regular thing. For now, it's just a one-night show, so if I don't get too excited, but it could become a regular thing at the venue. It will be on the 18th of September at the uh, Orient Bar. Uh, in Fremantle, and I really, really am excited for it. Um, Chris Petulio and Shush are going to be our MCs. We looking like we have a great uh, venue of open micers, and it is all new, fresh comedy as open mic it, open mic comedy is. That's what's exciting about open mic comedy. It is new. Yeah. It is probably stuff that has never been tried before. Um, so come down, Orient Bar. Fremantle, 18th of September on a Sunday at 6 p.m. More promotional details to follow. And very, very soon, we will be opening the Profeshi Anal Degen A Rates Instagram and TikTok. We'll be coming soon, which will be street talk comedy and skit comedy. Please keep an eye out. We'll be releasing soon. Guys, that's great, man. Thank you. Thank you. And if you like the podcast, we are on Spotify at Profeshi Anal Degen A Rates. Um, guys, I'm just, you know, I don't want to get sentimental with you, uh, audience people, because I know you're a bunch of filthy fuckers, um, dirty bastards, a lot of you, but I do want to thank you guys for the growth of the podcast, you know, uh, uh, still humble beginnings, but the fact that we have had this much growth in as short a time span as we have, it, it, it is really, really incredible for me. You know, we, I thought hitting, uh, 300 streams would take me six to 12 months. The fact that we are two to three months in and we have already hit that uh, milestone, really, really uh, cool. So I appreciate that. Guys, if you like the podcast, like, comment, share, subscribe. It helps it grow. It helps with other projects. Um, If you don't, you have a small penis. Um, If you want to prove you have an exceptionally large penis um, and or clean vagina, uh, there is the Professional Degenerates Patreon which you can find on the link to all of my socials. That is Professional Degenerates um, on Patreon. Um, it's a Rogers beer in the background. Logo coming soon. Guys, go give it a like. If you donate, uh, we have more perks to come, but the perks for now is you get to interact with the Instagram. Um, you get to interact with the podcast. You get to have your say. You get to talk about it, and you can volunteer what... Um, uh, artists and performers you want on because I love performing I love uh, promoting uh, comics and artists and things like that I love it and last but not least um, very last but very 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 not least uh, I'm excited to announce one last thing that um, because of my ADHD and I'm not on my meds I've forgotten um, fuck me fuck me it'll come to me um, but not tonight. Um, guys, you've been amazing. Thank you for listening. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, and share. Don't forget to go and wish uh, Will a very happy marriage on uh, his upcoming adventure. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, guys. Uh, I'll, I'll be I'm on tonight, uh, four shows tonight, uh, today at the lounge. So. I'm on tonight, too. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What time? Uh, I'm on at the ten, uh, nine, 9 o'clock show. The 9 ah, o'clock cool. Show. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Cool, so I'll see you there. You will, you Uh, will. If you guys have nothing to do, come out. It's going to be a good night. Guys, thank you for listening. We are signing off. Peace out.